0: I feel blessed That's ever again I'm the best Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, how y'all doing today on this Wednesday, October 25th, 2023? It's a Wednesday evening. I know I usually do this a little earlier, but I wanted to have some things to do. So I want to bring it down to tonight, make some things happen and whatnot. But you know, I'm your boy, the playmaker down in the silence here, ready to talk some college football with you good people. And let's get to it because uh, we're going to have some fun today. And it's pretty much the final week before uh, november gets here and then the real fun begins with college football also it's the last show before halloween so halloween's next tuesday with that being said but hey let's get to it we got a lot to get into so let's go ahead and let's jump into the two minute drill And to kick off the kickoff 20 minute drill. Michigan passes Georgia as betting favorites to win the CFP championship. Now, when did this happen? Now, I know Michigan is looking good. They have dominated every game they have played, but who have they really played? And you can say the same thing about Georgia, who they really played, but they have a big game coming up this weekend that I will get into when we go on our campus tour. As you know. But,. In i'm I'm still trying to figure it out i'm still trying to figure it out what are what are we doing um who is going to you know supplant all these people that are voting here that says that has vegas and mission is to win it all it's gonna be very interesting to see here but i until Otherwise, Georgia should be number one, and she'll always be the favorite until otherwise proven wrong, okay? Good luck to Jim Harbaugh, especially with all this science stealing that's going around on Michigan anyway. Nevertheless, we, we shall see, because I don't know what's going on up there in Michigan, because the NCAA is out to get Mr. Harbaugh, and that could play a major role, how this season turns out, because you still have some big games on your schedule left there, sir. So. It's a lot to be proven. Like I said, we ain't in the month of November yet. And then when we do get to the month of November, then the fun begins. Okay. So we should see how that goes. Moving on. Miami's quarterback, Tyler Van Dyke, good to go against UVA coaches. Say, this is a good thing for Miami because uh, I'm going to get to UVA when I go out great. Ironic because they pulled up a major upset on the road. So if I'm Miami, I want all my starters healthy, ready to go for this game because this one may not be so quite as simple as it may have been two weeks ago. After what Virginia did. And speaking of which, when is that game? That game is, I'm looking at it right now. So Miami has a bye week, so they don't play them till next week. Actually, nope, they showing me the wrong thing. There we go. Live research, people. Now, that's a 3.30 game on the ACC network on this Saturday. Miami better be careful. Don't overlook this Virginia team. This Virginia team put off a bigger upset that I'll get into later. Also, UCLA coach Chip Kelly not naming starting quarterback versus Colorado. And this is some gamesmanship here by Chip Kelly. <laughs> Chip Kelly's like, nope. I don't know who's starting. I have no idea who I'm going to choose to start this season off, this game off against Colorado. Some gamesmanship by Mr. Chip Kelly over there when he has a home game against Colorado. That should be interesting to see, interesting to think about. You know, this is something that's likely to see what's going on and see how Chip Kelly plays his thing against Deion Sanders. So it's going to be interesting to watch this one, OK? Moving on. Texas quarterback, Quinn Err, showed out. Malik Murphy, likely to start. This is not good for the good people of Texas. It's not a good thing. Because uh, they... Because they say he might he might not just miss this game. He might miss a couple of more games, which is not good for Texas. You're already behind the eight ball because you lost to uh, Oklahoma. So, not having Quentin Hurts I and mean, Quentin Hurts, yeah, could be problematic for Texas. Okay, and uh, let me see who Texas have next. Because Texas, they have BYU this Saturday. They and they talking about at least probably two, three games. They talking at least two, three games from what I was last time I looked at the news. So BYU, Kansas State, and TCU. This could be problematic at the wrong time for Texas. This is not the type of time to have this kind of injury, this major injury, should I say. So you're starting quarterback if you're the Texas longhorn. This, this could be a big problem here. So I, I, we'll see. I haven't heard nothing about Archie Manny yet. They're saying Malik Murphy likely to start right about Archie Manny. But this is a big one for Texas. Let's see if they can hold it together. And then finally, Army said to join an American Athletic Conference for Football, so as to say Navy Game intact. This happened earlier today, around 8:40, around 8, 8 close to nine o'clock in the morning today, that the uh Army Knights. We'll be joining the American Conference for football only, okay? Football only. They'll still be in the Patriot League and all the other leagues, including basketball, but for football only, the Army Knights, the Army Black Knights, will be a part of the American Athletic Conference starting next season. It says that Army, the Army will serve as a replacement for SNU, who is going to the ACC starting next year. This way, it keeps the American Conference at 14 teams. The football-only addition follows a similar arrangement to Navy, who is also part of the Patriot League in, in all other sports, except for football. But speaking of Navy, ensuring that the long-standing rivalry between Army and Navy is played at the end of the college football season was an important detail to solve as part of Army's addition. What they are saying is when they play each other, Army and Navy would not be a conference game. Which is interesting because both of them are in the American conference. So I was trying to figure out how this would work. So it says here the Black Knights and Midshipmen would not face will not face each other in a AAC regular season conference game, and the rivalry will continue as a non conference matchup. In a scenario in which Army and Navy finish in the top two in the conference standings, matching them up in the league's title game, they would play each other in back-to-back weeks. First for the American Athletic Conference title, and then in the rivalry game the following week, the sources say. Quite interesting. And also to it, it says here that the, a tradition match with Air Force in early November will stay part of Army's football schedule. So the Commander-in-Chief's Cup will still be intact. All three schools, the Air Force, the Army, and the Navy will all play each other, even though Army and Navy would be both in the American Athletic Conference. And Air Force would be in the Mountain West Conference. They're keeping it intact, and they're keeping the annual Army-Navy game at the end of the regular season intact as well. So this is interesting development here that we have here. It's good to see they are keeping some traditions together, and rightfully so, because Army-Navy is a tradition that most people like to watch, and that's in that early December window. To keep in touch, to keep informed and whatnot, and, and, and salute to the men and women who serve in all three academies. Appreciate you. So, that will be it for the two minute drill. When we come back, we have a great iron rhino to get into, and I'll manage one because I got to stick a foot in one of my conference picks. I'm not thrilled about that, but I got to do what I got to do. We'll be back. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Cowboys Talk. The Dallas Cowboys got exactly what they deserved. Let me say that one more time because you know it's true. The Dallas Cowboys got exactly what they deserved. Dak Prescott is overrated and he shouldn't be paid. Okay? And the same thing with Pollard. I mean, Collar bro- breaking the tackles at that 57-yard touchdown run. I mean, we that needed that beautiful. big time. 33 points in the fourth quarter. Let me say that again. 33 points in the fourth quarter. And that's off of four turnovers committed by the Colts. See, at one point, and the fact that at the end of the third quarter, it was 21-19, and the final score was 54-19. to Now that, ladies and gentlemen, that is completely unexpected. Cowboy Sock is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Baron Down the Grand Iron here. Uh, shout out to my boy, Isaac, who's on vacation, and he should be back shortly because, uh, yeah, his Cowboys is coming off a right bye weekend. Um, I'll get to that when I get to my next commercial break, and I'll tell you why he's on his way back because, yeah. Anyway, now that we are back, uh, shoo, but now I got to go, I do not want to do this, I really don't. I don't want to do this, but I have no choice. It's the Great Iron Roundup. All right, let me just, this real quick, there we go. And to begin our Grand Iron Roundup, let's take a recap of our Canary store from last week. Alabama dominated second half over Tennessee to win 30 for the 20, dropping the balls to 5 and 2 on the season. From Tuscaloosa, we went to Eugene, Oregon, when the Oregon double. were trying to bounce back from uh, guess a disappointing loss in Seattle to the Washington. They came home to face the other team from Washington, Washington State Cougars. 38 to 24 was the victory for the Mighty Ducks. Let's go down to Miami, Florida, Hard Rock Stadium, where the Miami Hurricanes played host to the Clips and Tigers. Whoever lost this game, their season was done. And as you can see, end of it over time, ladies and gentlemen 28 to 20. There's more that I have to say about this game a little later. Sticking in the ACC from Miami, Florida, let's take the chip all the way up. To Tallahassee, Florida, the capital of the state of Florida. Where the Florida State? Some of those coming in undefeated, ranked fourth in the country, looking to go to 7-0. They was hosting Duke 5-1 on the season, ranked 16 in the country, one of the most surprising teams of this year. Duke blew it. Duke blew it. I can... Look, I'm... A, I ain't I ain't grab it cause I ain't I ain't want to do that. But I'm gonna tell you this right here. I'm t- I'm gonna tell you the turning point of this game, cause the fact that Florida State won by 18 is not an indication of how that game went. Cause Florida State was not even winning this game for most of it. Okay, so let me go here. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down for you real quickly here for Florida State. Duke jumped out to a 10-0 lead before Florida State got on the board to make it 17. Duke scored right after that on a pick six by Chandler Rivers in the second quarter making it 17-7. Florida State responds making it 14-7 they kick a field goal and right before the half Duke kicks a field goal to go into halftime up 20 to 17. Nobody scored in the third quarter so we go into the fourth quarter with Duke up 20 to 17. Duke is up 20 to 17. Now let me tell you the turning point of this game. We are in the fourth quarter, ladies and gentlemen. We are in the fourth quarter. They made Florida State play. Dude gets the ball at their own 39. They get all the way to the Florida State seven yard line. Okay. They have a fourth and three. You're on the road. You at Dok Camera Stadium against a fourth ranked team in the country undefeated. You're at the four yard line, you're already up three. It's fourth down. Are you going for it or are you punting? it? Duke decides to go for it. Harry Blanton, the fourth passing complete to Jalen Calhoun. Turn the wrong downs. And then from that point forward, ladies and gentlemen, Florida State scored three Consecutive touchdowns. It literally went after the turnover on downs by Duke. It went touchdown Florida State, Duke punt, touchdown Florida State, down by turnover on downs by Duke, touchdown Florida State in the game. Duke, you had your chance, but you blew it. You had your shot, but you of you kicking the field goal to go up six. You went for it, didn't make it, and Florida State ripped off twenty strict twenty-one straight points on your ass. That's what you get. And speaking of what you get, um, uh, let's leave Tallahassee. Let's go out west. Let's go to the Pac-12, and let's go to uh, Los Angeles, California, because it was a Southern, it was University of Southern California hosting Utah, and a uh, big, in a massive Big Twelve showdown: fourteen versus eighteen. And uh, for the second consecutive week in a row, the Trojans of USC took an L. And for the third consecutive time, the Utah U's is the one that gave them the L. They whipped your ass twice last year, and then they went to your house this past weekend and whipped your ass. Well, I ain't going to say whipped your ass, because you only won about two. But Caleb Wednesday, and throw a touchdown. 24 for 34. Two fifty-six, no touchdowns thrown. Wow, you're telling me a backup in Barnes did better than you? He went 14 for 23, 2, 35, three touchdowns and one interception. He the one who threw it in the interception. But yet USC lost the game. At the horn! Shout out to Brian Stowe who called that game, by the way. He listened to his brother. He listened to his boy. Told him to call that game. He called that game and he got to, he, he got to see a walk off field goal. By the Utah Utes, ladies and gentlemen, their children's now dropped to six and two on the season. Their first conference loss of the year. Why the Utah USC chosen by the way, I should say. Dropped to six and two. first conference loss of the season. Why the Utah Utah six and one, and still riding high right now. So shout out to them. And then, uh, yeah, game of the week takes us to Columbus, Ohio, where the Ohio State Buckeyes played host. To the Penn State the Lions in a top ten showdown between three versus seven, it was a defensive game to say the least. But in the end, ladies and gentlemen, it was the Buckeyes defending the horseshoe, winning twenty to twelve. And that boy named Marvin Harrison Jr. Good lord, eleven receptions, on one hundred and sixty-two yards, and a touchdown. And it was that touchdown that made it sure that Ohio State was leaving the horseshoe with a W. Good gracious. And yet again, James Franklin. You come on short shoulder on the big one yet again, sir. Yeah, remember when everybody was saying, hey, why don't y'all, why don't y'all support James Franklin and the coach for uh, uh, Syracuse and the coach for Maryland. And we just throw Marcus Freeman in there. You know why? Because when this game comes up against Ohio State, you lose. You lose. Yet again, James Franklin. But another, another big time matchup, you come up short. First loss of all, say the year, and it's a big one to the Buckeyes, because now it's pretty much a two-game game. They need, you need two teams to knock off Ohio State for you to even you have a chance to win the big Ten. East, and yet you still got Michigan on your schedule to play. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Now, not, now let's get to it. Uh, Tennessee and Alabama. Uh, so Tennessee went into the halftime up 20-7. to 7, And uh, as you can see right here, those who are watching, Alabama with us 27 on that. So then the second half. I told y'all Nick Saban had that game circled on his calendar. Y'all thought I was lying. Told you. Nick Saban was going to come back, and it was at home, and he was going to whoop their ass. And in the second half, Tennessee got their ass rolled. Woo! Tied. All in the second half on Tennessee's ass. No, ain't that. All right. Oh, my goodness. Clemson went, went, went into the fourth quarter with a 10-point lead. Clemson is down in Miami, Hard Rock Stadium, and they have a 10-point lead going into the fourth quarter. 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. They got outscored 21-3 to in the fourth quarter in overtime to lose 20. To 20. 28 to 20. Dropping Davos, Swinney the Tigers to four and three. And the worst part about the three part of that four and three is Duke, Florida State, Miami. All three are conference games, which means Clemson cannot win the ACC. Clemson season is done, and I got to stick a fork in my ACC pick. Damn you, Dabo Sweeney. I don't mind you losing to Florida State, okay? At some point, Florida State was going to catch you. But damn it, you got your ass whooped by Duke in the first game of the season. And you lose a 10.4 quarter lead to Miami who lost to Georgia Tech. Oh, dabble, dabble. You are a disappointment, sir. The fact that you have won the, and you have dominated the ACC eight of the last nine years and you can't make it nine of ten is disappointing. Duke, Florida State, Miami, they all own tiebreakers over you. And you can't do a goddamn thing about it. You're done. Clemson, done. And my ACC pick is done. But we got more games to recap. As you saw here, as I told you, Utah with the walk off victory 34 to 32 over USC at the Coliseum. Walk off field goal three in a row over the Mighty Trojans is the Utah Utes. They are the right team high, and they're looking to continue that ride high in their next game, which I'll preview with the campus tour. You already talked about Ohio State and and Penn State. (laughs) Michigan gave the Michigan State Spartans what they deserve, a 49-0 ass-whooping in East Lansing.
1: Tear that ass up, Jim Harbaugh. Tear it up.
0: Even though people are trying to get you for sign stealing and whatnot. But he went the East Lansing and he whooped the Spartans ass. Beat him down. Beat him down. And then you have, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that is but you've seen is correct. UVA, 31. North Carolina, who's ranked 10, 27. Yes, what you see is right, ladies and gentlemen. Minnesota, 12. Iowa, ranked 24th. Then, yes, you had two upsets, but we got one major upset. The University of Virginia went to Chapel Hill and knocked off 10th ranked University of North Carolina. North Carolina. In doing so, they raised a great performance by Drake May. 24 for 48. Actually, no, it is not a great performance. Oh, I lied. He only competed 50% of his passes. For 347 yards, two touchdowns, and the interception. The game's selling interception, by the way. Hampton, 19 carries 112 yards. Walker, 11 catches, 146 in the touchdown. It didn't matter because Virginia beat you. Virginia, when they had one win, they go to Chapel Hill and knock off the Torrey Hills. What? 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 The Cavaliers, not Dr. Targets in Chapel Hill. The biggest upset of the season. And I don't see anyone come closer to this one. To go into Chapel Hill against a top 10 team and Matt Brown leading the way, and you knocked them off. Congratulations, Virginia. Your second win of the year was a top 10 victory good job amazing work man for everything y'all been through that is freaking stunning to see that out whoop that ass clearly whoop that ass whoop mm, mm, mm. now for those of you who are ready to see what i took place here's what i did last week ladies and gentlemen i finally got you a graphic oh uh, Four and two on the year. I mean, four and two on the week. Lost the Trojan game and the Clemson game. Got my extra pick right, but that wasn't shocking whatsoever because it was Michigan and Michigan State. Uh, So, got me at four and two on the week. That puts me at 31 and 17 overall. A third consecutive extra point. I have five extra points now. See if I can make it six this week. So, that's where we're at right there. That is our gridiron roundup. The Playmakers Spa is sponsored by Lids, Locker Rooms by Liz. Shop hats and official sports gear at Liz. Lids. Lids, the leading and number one destination for hats, gears, and everything that moves you. Make it a perfect shop for fans to find official sports hats, merchandise, and gears. Represent your team, your town, and your style with a snap hat, adjustable fitted hat or beanie from thousands of college and professional teams. Browse the very latest jerseys and t shirts for the best teams out there. Liz has officially licensed professional and college sports teams' apparel and hats featuring the hottest brands and trends. Shop online or visit one of the hundred stores across the country. Locker by Liz. LA Ram fans all over the nation, LA Ram fans all across the world. It took 21 years, but hey. The Rams are Super Bowl champions once again. Donna the Playmaker, silent here, longtime Ram fan, and the host of the All LA Rams podcast called Ramley Talk. On Ramley Talk, I tell you how it is. The good, the bad, the indifferent. Coming with straight facts, with war emotion, and our vintage viewpoint on the Los Angeles Rams. Don't matter where area you grew up in, it could be the or some era. The greatest show on Turf era, and of course, the Super Bowl 56 champions that are currently the Rams. You can listen to Rammy talk on all streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. So subscribe now and get all the content that you can get on the LA Rams. Horns up, Rams House is LA Rams football. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Bearing Down the Gridiron. As you saw, y'all saw Ramley Talk. I need to update that part of it, but Ramley Talk, yep, Thursday. Tomorrow will be Ramley Talk. And y'all saw the first commercial break that we took. You saw Cowboys Talk. Well, guess what? The Cowboys and the Rams meet Sunday. That means the Bear Men and the Playmaker have to do battle this weekend. And it's not going to be fun for me. It's not gonna be fun for him either. He's saying, he's saying the Rams are gonna win. I'm saying, I don't even know where to go after what the Rams did this past Sunday, which I would get into tomorrow. And you do not want to miss Rambo Talk tomorrow. I have some torch words to use, okay? But that's tomorrow. Let's keep back to the task on hand and let's call this football. So, uh, without further ado, let's go with you favorite segment of the show, Campus Tour. and to begin our campus tour we are going to lawrence kansas ladies and gentlemen noon eastern on fox up in lawrence kansas it is the sixth rank sooners of oklahoma undefeated in the season now they are going to kansas to take on the jayhawks the jayhawks are trying to bounce back and they excuse me they have been struggling a late but for those of my people who love to Get need that need their numbers are right now on this Wednesday evening, as of right now, ladies and gentlemen, we have here that the ESPN has the Sooners as a eighty-seven point four percent chance of winning this matchup. Vegas says minus ten Sooners. All things are pointing Sooners in this one. We shall see if it stays true. Can the Sooners continue their role on to? Dominating the Big Twelve before heading to the SEC. From Lawrence, Kansas, let's head down to Austin, Texas. Maybe we talked about earlier. There's no credit Earns for the Texas Longhorn. Malik Murphy might be the starter. No word on Archie Manning. What's going to happen? Because BYU coming in feeling frisky about themselves. BYU feeling real good about themselves. Coming off that win last week against Texas Tech, twenty-seven to fourteen. After taking an L at Texas Tech at, Texas, at TCU 44-11, now they at the Big Boys house. They are at number seven, Texas, 330 on ABC. This should be a doozy. Who's going to start a quarterback for Texas? What is BYU feeling like? And, oh, my goodness, even with the news of the Texas quarterback not being available, they are still giving the Longhorns a 95% chance of winning this game. That means they have no faith in BYU. That is so disrespectful. Now, BYU finna come in here and they finna play some ball down in Austin, Texas. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what to do. I I don't know. Vegas has it, what? Texas 17 and a half. Ooh, even Vegas is still whirling with the Longhorns despite the injury to Quentin Hurts. Mm, this could get very interesting now. Uh, Three-possession favorite from Vegas. ESPN giving them a 95% chance, even though they don't have their starting quarterback. I might I might have to keep an eye on this one. I just might have to keep an eye on this one. I don't know. But hey, 330 ABC. Stay tuned. From Austin, Texas, we go. We head down to Louisville, Kentucky. And a top 20 showdown in the ACC 330 ESPN. Man, that 330 slot's on the series, boy. Good gracious. We had the 18-ranked Louisville Cardinals hosting 20th-ranked Duke Blue Devils. It's a big matchup. if I go to the ACC standards real quick, and I'm going to try to do that right now, Let me go to the ACC standards real quick. This is a big game for both teams. Uh, Duke is... Two and one in conference play, Louisville's three and one in conference play. All right now the this thing is look Florida State, of course, on top five and oh, followed by Louisville three and one, North Carolina three and one, and Duke three and one. Surprisingly, Virginia Tech is two and one, surprisingly sitting there fifth, which is very concerning us right now. But nevertheless, Louisville and Duke, this is gonna be a this might be a hard farting game because I'm pretty sure the Blue Devils feeling some type of rate, because they know they let that game in has Tallahassee get away from them when they shouldn't have. But ESPN says 50, 53.5% in favor of the Cardinals. Vegas says four for the home team. The home team minus four, so let's see how that rolls. And then from the ACC, a little bit of Kentucky, down to Jacksonville, Florida, Duval. Right here in the city that i am resigning right now it is the annual florida georgia game or if you're a bulldog fan georgia florida game whichever the one i at. the week is here it is here ladies and gentlemen People are already downtown tailgating right now. They already got the RVs already parked downtown. It's already happening, and it's only Wednesday. We still got tomorrow or Friday before we get to the big game, which is number one in the undefeated Georgia Bulldogs coming off a of bye week, going against the Florida Gators coming off a of bye week. Oh, it's going down right here in Jacksonville, Florida, ladies and gentlemen. And the last time these two teams faced off, it was a close game. And then Georgia pulled away. Close game. Did Joseph support away? No Brock for the Bulldogs. He's gonna be out for a significant amount of time. He's not in this game. What did Billy Nipier do with his team in the Bobby to get it ready for the number one team in the country? What does Curry Smart say to his team to make them sure that they are ready for this rivalry game in the SEC East? Right now? On this Wednesday evening, October 25th, 2023. ESPN says 85.2% in favor of the Bulldogs. To the Gators, 14.8%. Vegas says 14 and a half favorite of the Bulldogs. Go Dogs. Over them Gators. It's quite interesting. You know, Georgia coming off a world win at Vanderbilt, 37 to 20. Florida come off a road win over South Carolina, 41-39. to This is a big one in the SEC East because if I look at the standings here, Georgia 4-0, Missouri right behind them at 3-1, Florida at 3-1 in conference play. A win by the Gators here. changes the whole complexion of the SEC, not just the SEC East, but the entire SEC. If I remember correctly. Georgia still has to deal with. Hold on, I went to let me see Georgia's schedule. Georgia still has to contend with Florida this week. They still have Ole Miss in Athens, and they go to Knoxville. This is literally, and they got Missouri. Literally, Georgia next four games is going to tell it all. They got Florida this week. Next week is Missouri at home. Old Miss at home, and at Knoxville against the Volunteers. This is it. This is put up a shut time for the two-time reigning defending champions, back-to-back reigning defending champions, who don't have their best player on the field in Bob Brown because he's out with an ankle injury. If Florida pulls this off, Billy Napier will save his butt for the sea of future. Is he keeping close? People at Games will be mad, but if he keep it close and push Georgia to the brink, I myself would not be harsh on Billy Napier. And a few people in Games will won't be harsh on Billy Napier, because you know that is the number one team in the country. They are back-to-back national champions, okay? We know what the hell is when it comes to that team and the red and black. But boy, oh boy, if an upset is pulled off here. World will be stunned. It won't be as big as UAV knocking off North Carolina because uh, uva UBA only had one win going into that game, and that's their second complete win of the entire season. So it wouldn't be that big. far oh, as you know the magnitude of it. But then again, the matter, to it, this is the Georgia Bulldogs, and they are the number one team in the country. They've been the number one team since the start of the season. And they are the back-to-back national national champions. So mm, mm, i might have i might have corrected myself on that one, but anyway this is the big one in the sec 330 cbs saturday you know it's gonna be from duval county in Jasper, florida to lexington kentucky yes we're going back to the kentucky ladies and gentlemen we're going to the sec's kentucky because it's the kentucky wildcats hosting 21st ranked Tennessee volunteers. Speaking of Tennessee, which is a nice right there. I like that. Tennessee's trying to bounce back after being embarrassed in the second half by the Alabama Christian tie. Uh, since Kentucky lost to uh, Georgia, they have not been the same team since then. So it's going to be interesting to see how Kentucky looks now because they haven't been the same team since that loss. Um it's been a different looking team of Kentucky, okay? You beat Florida and then you took an L to you took a fat ass L. I mean a, a, a ugly L to to Georgia and Athens to the tune of 51 to 13. Then you came home the following week and you took another L at home this time to Missouri. So Kentucky has been looking the same dude, but you had about a week you had a you had a week to so. Gather your thoughts. Get yourself together. Mark Stewart had, had enough time and made sure his team had his own straight. Now you got a pissed off Tennessee Volunteers team because they, they got their ass whooped by the Alabama Crimson Tide in that second half. They ain't even scored in the second half. And Alabama rode their ass to the tune of 27-0 in the second half. So you know Josh Huber is feeling some type of way. So with this one right here, we have... ESPN says 71% in favor of the Volunteers. Vegas says minus four for the road team. Tennessee is favorite. Can they wake up and can they get it done? We shall see. And then from Lexington, Kentucky, we bring you the game of the week. And the game of the week takes us to the Pac-12 country, Salt. Lake City, Utah. Where game day will be residing at the Pat McAfee McAfee show will be there Friday. It is a top 15 showdown in the Pac-12. And this game has a lot of writing on it, ladies and gentlemen. Because the loser of this game can personally call their season done. Because whoever loses this game, there is no chance of getting back into the Pac-12 race to make it to the pac championship game. So the loser of this one will feel the consequences of what Clemson felt today when I had to stick a fort into my ACC champion, which is the Clemson Tigers. The loser of this game will get a fort sticking to them next week because their season is done. And we're talking the number eight, the Oregon Ducks, versus the number 13 team, the Utah Utes. Oregon has not fed well against the Utah Utes in the past couple of seasons. Especially two years ago when they got their ass whooped twice by the Utah U, when the to the Utah winning their first PAT Tour championship. Then they repeated the following year and whooped the UC, the USC Trojans twice to win they back the to back PAT Tour championship. This one is in Salt Lake City. Last time the Oregon Dust was on the road, it was in Seattle, Washington, and they came up short. Now they must win every game here forth. Oregon can't afford a loss. You have Utah Saturday. You go home to Cal Nets the following week. You have USC coming to you on the 11th of November. You got, you got to go to Arizona State, and you finish the season against Oregon State at home. But Utah, on the other hand, Utah has it just as hard as that. Because after you get done with Oregon, you go to Seattle, the same place. Oregon suffered their first lap, and you have to face the Washington Huskies. And then you then you got to go to Arizona. And then you finish it off with Saddle Sanders, Sardura Sanders, and Coast Prime coming in to Colorado. This game right here is devastating to the loser. Both teams sitting at six and one, three and one in conference play. Three thirty on Fox. I told you that three thirty slot something serious. I told you that three thirty slot is serious. This this is the game of the week, so I can tell you all the games. No, the three thirty slot. Let me give you the three thirty slot. Oh, you have so many options At 330. You you can pick and choose what you want at 3:30. You have Florida and Georgia. You have Oregon and Utah at 3:30. Okay. You have BYU and Texas at 3:30. All right. That's three games right there. Okay. You got Duke and Louisville at 3:30. That's four games to look at. Okay? Any other notable game? Hey, the way Utah beat North Carolina, they in Chapel, they in ain't, ain't Car Gables this week. You might want to keep an eye on UVA Miami coming up. Okay? And see how that game goes. That 330 slide is something serious this weekend, man. So many games to watch. I don't know what to do. But hey, some money games to watch. But continue on, cause we have our extra point. I have extra point van vote with 80%. Which is surprising to me because I had a lot of games on that. I even had a I even had a um Mac game on it between the Battle of Ohio between Miami and Ohio and Ohio on there. And 80% of the votes went to the pac 12 when it's the UCLA Bruins hosting Coast Pond and the Colorado Buffaloes at Pasadena at the Rose Bowl. 7:30 ABC, ladies and gentlemen. We don't know who's gonna be at quarterback for Chip Kelly's. Bruins, because he do not want to say who's going to be his quarterback. Travis Hunter is back for the of Buffalo. So their sentences there out here, throwing stupid behind numbers up, even though they are only four and three as a team. We shall see who will be a quarterback, but nevertheless, four and three versus five and two in Pat 12. ESPN says 83, close to 84% in favor of the Bruins. Vegas says we are giving the Bruins a 17. 17. Chip Kelly's getting 17 at home. Wow. That is a lot. That is a lot. Good Lord, that's a lot. Well then, that is the campus tour, ladies and gentlemen. One last break, and then uh, we'll give you my piss and we're going to head up out of here. We'll be back. He trained pipe bomb productions and the playmakers blog are now both partnered with fanatics. Fanatics is now your new home for all fan merchandise from the MLB, the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, MLS, NASCAR, WWE, international soccer leagues and golf check out the links below for everyday deals on fanatics.com and they jump right into the bad down picks. give me the sooners they're going to launch the Kansas and handle business and take down the jayhawks they keep their season undefeated and keep it rolling towards a big 10 championship i got the Sooners. next up on the docket Give me the Texas Longhorns, despite, despite not having the quarterback. Despite going to a backup quarterback. Despite BYU looking good in the Big 12 in their first ever year. And we still want the Longhorns, man. Give me the Longhorns. hook 'em horns. Hook em horns. Give me Louisville to defend home turf. I don't see Duke bouncing back from that devastating loss to Florida State knowing that they had the game in hand and then they, you just let Florida State rip off three straight touchdowns to blow your ass out. I don't see how the Duke Blue that was bounced back for that on the road again in, Louis- in Louisville, Kentucky against the Louisville Cardinals. Give me the Cardinals to win that game. And then, despite everything that I said, despite my fandom. One thing I learned in this business, and I learned it from Lee Carso, I can't remember what year it was, but it was during the Tim Tebow era. And college game day went down to Tallahassee, and it was got time for Lee Carso to make his pick. He looked at the crowd, he told the crowd how much he loved Florida State. He's a seminal through and through. And then he said, business, business, and pick the Florida Gators. We're getting Gator Nation. This ain't personal. This is business. Give me the number one team in the country. Give me the Rainy Fannin, two time national champion, and the Georgia Bulldogs to stay unbeaten, to survive here in Duval County, to keep their season rolling for a 3P. I'm going with the Georgia Bulldogs. Hopefully, I'm wrong, but I'm going Georgia. From Jacksonville to Kentucky. Look, Lexington, Kentucky, give me the Tennessee Volunteers. They go on the road, they bounce back. Cause I don't know what's going on with Kentucky right now. They ain't been the same since I lost to Georgia. Give me the Volunteers to bounce back. Cause they pissed off. Cause they know they got their ass within the second half, and they shouldn't have got their ass within the second half. Give me the Volunteers to bounce back. From Lexington, Kentucky to Seattle, not Seattle to Salt Lake City. Game of the week. Give me the Ducks. The Ducks will finally find a way to beat Utah. The Ducks would finally find a way to beat Utah. They would go into Salt Lake City. They would go in that damn building. They would handle business. Niss is put his name back in the Heisman race. Even though his name shouldn't even be taken out of the Heisman race to begin with anyway, because he ain't the reason why they lost to Washington. His name should be back in the Heisman race when he gets done with the Utah youths. And then I right, asked the point van to vote with brought Me to UCLA, and Colorado. Give me Chip Kelly, and the Bruins to defend the Rose Bowl with the love and passion that you're supposed to defend your home turf with. They will defend the Rose Bowl. They will handle the business. And I'm sorry, Coach Brown, but you will suffer your fourth your fourth loss of the season. That will put you at four and four. I'm sorry, Coach Brown. I'm very sorry, Coach Brown. But I'm picking UCLA's master point. I'm picking USA's master point. Now the recap. I got the Sooners going on the road to beat Kansas. I had the Longhorns the home turf against BYU, despite not having a starting quarterback. Yeah, I'm going with the Bulldogs, I'm picking it in. This is business. Business says you pick, you pick you pick, to win. Give me the Bulldogs. I want mine mind be getting this one wrong though, but I'm picking the Bulldogs. Give me the Cardinals to give Duke another loss. Give me the volunteers to continue to hammer on Kentucky. Give me the ducks to finally get rid of Utah for once. And then for my extra point, I got UCLA. This one. All right. That was the bear down. Pick six. Thank you guys for tuning in on tonight. Thank you for watching. Thank you for support. Thank you for everything that y'all have done. YouTube, Facebook, X, uh, LinkedIn, whatever you've been watching. Today, thank you all. You can watch the playback right here on the YouTube channel, the Playmakers of on the YouTube channel. And you want to just listen to the audio version and not worry about the video version, it's available on all podcast directories. Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Pandora, whatever you listen to podcasts on, this will be available on there. For that being said, the Playmaker, I will see you all tomorrow to talk Rams football. But for bearing down the ground, I will catch you next week. To recap week nine and get ready for week 10, because when week 10 get here, it is the month of November. And you know there's nothing but big games after the big games at the big games on the way to the college football playoffs. Deuces. You just experienced Baron Down the Gridiron, hosted by Down there, the Playbook Silence, in collaboration with Ross Football. Baron Down the Gridiron is sponsored by Liz Fanatics and Paramount Plus. If you enjoyed today's show and would like to make a donation, you can donate via Cash up at dollar sign $dplaymakers at playmakers. Remember, Bearing Down a Great Iron is available on all podcast directories, right including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. And for Apple Podcast lovers, leave us a rate review. Let us know what you enjoy about today's episode that you're listening to tune again next time for more bearing down the gridiron hosted by the plateman